what are you drinking? So it looks like water, but it's um, this magnesium powder that helps you Ooh. like sleep at night or calms you down. Um, calms you yeah. down. So do you just like do lines of that throughout the day? Just like <laughs> I rub it in my eyes. I snort lines of it. I put it in my ears. Sometimes I put it vaginally just for funsies. You know, you never know. Just like and around it's the raspberry butthole. flavored. Yeah, it's raspberry flavored. So it's got to make the lips real tangy. <laughs> Could you imagine it makes them tingle and you're like. I don't know if I like it or hate it. Ew. I just, because also, like, you sweat, you have tight pants, and it smells like sweaty raspberries. <laughs> yeah, where did this conversation come from? Anyway. Hi. Hello. Hey, Hi, we're, welcome. We're in double-digit episodes, baby. We've been behind. It's spooky season. It's mm -hmm. working overload season. It's got to get paid for the cash to pay for Christmas gift season, so... Don't True. give us any shit. Also, if you want to give me shit, feel free to do an episode yourself. I'm doing this for free, bitches. That is true. But it's for our enjoyment. Nobody else's. So take your Truly. judgment and go to church with it. It's kind of like my version of like the real world, but it's like the podcast. <laughs> mm. This is my therapy. I don't want to pay for therapy. So I just come here and let all my feelings out. So. Yeah, my feelings out, my rage out, you know, stress, mm -hmm. anxiety. Talk some things through with a little bit of humor on top. You know, uh, there there was something that's like said about humor, like like jokes are jokes are usually really inappropriate or really racist or something, but it's all about the delivery. So I deliver this to yeah. your ears, to your yeah. ears, from my mouth to your ears. So just uh, kind of randomly switching topics, but because it's spooky season, I've been wanting a lot of, watching a lot of spooky movies. Me too. And episodes of things. And right now, I'm sitting in my kitchen, and my back patio door doesn't have the blinds pulled. So I'm sitting here, and I'm like, is someone fucking watching me? Like, am I serial killer victim number one because I'm an idiot and won't close my blinds? But they're also the old roller blinds, so it takes me forever to, like, do the twist it make sure all the panels are like in way so i just don't do it because my plants are here too so they, they go, fall down you have to like staple the top so that you can still put yes. it in a stupid bracket you the never buy another one ones. you tape them they're so stupid but i like also don't want to pay money to get them replaced because i don't use them in the first place all my plants are like blocking the door it's a terrible fire exit strategy but <laughs> That's where the most sun is. So, <laughs> you know what? The plants need to grow. If I knew yeah. that I would be a crazy plant lady, I think that I would have like redesigned my house a little differently. But like now yeah. that I'm here and living this life, like I didn't choose this life; it chose me. COVID made it happen. Never yeah. before COVID would I ever thought I would have more than two plants. In fact, I only had one plant my entire life. His name was Herbert. I had him for seventeen years, and then one day he just died. Which I mean, good for him. That's how I want to go. I just want to just <laughs> die one day and not say shit to anyone. You know, I actually, um, because I'm a tension whore, I really think that I would like like a grand exit, you know, like Ooh. just, I, you know, like the queen would want it. Like, like a Viking funeral. We could light your yes. body on fire in Mission Bay. Please do. Please light my body on fire. <laughs> floating away and none of us have good aim. So we're just missing arrow after arrow and you're just floating away. And we have to swim out to get you. That would be great. If you could like, maybe, maybe instead of pushing it out, maybe you like tie a rope around your ankle and you swim to the middle and tow me out. Ooh, yeah. You I know. Do that. 
Thank yeah. you. You're the yeah. best friend. You know, I know you would. I mean, hopefully we die together because I would never want you to die before me. But oh, we'll for talk sure. About that later. Our our husbands are gonna have to like just like buckle up and know that we get to die first together. They can That's live a hilarious. life. I was thinking they die first together and then we move oh. in together and live the rest of our lives and then we go together notebook style. But yeah, I okay. guess it'd be sad. God, you know, I um I'm really like struggling with like the work life balance right now. I feel like I am constantly working one job or the other and then like somehow trying to like race home and do like the mom and wife thing. And really, I just want to be a degenerate that sits on the sofa and drinks wine all night long, but I can't let myself do that. It's really a travesty. I think you can let yourself do that as long as you have a dog or a cat on you at some point, because then you're bonding with your animal uh. and then it's in a different category. So yeah, but you can but, totally do but that. The- fuck the kids and the spouse you know what i mean like it's all about bonding with the animal and drinking wine animals miss you more the animals miss you more i will tell you that they do i wish that my husband and my kids reacted the way that my dog does when i come home because she's like you're alive i thought you were dead and you fucking didn't come home and now you're here it's like you've risen oh yeah my dog whines and loses her shit when my husband comes home and so sometimes I'll whine and jump all over him just so I'm like at peak, you know, like status with her and I'll like fake wag my tail and he'll get a kick out of it. And he's like, okay, stop, stop being weird. And I'm like, never. So for wagging your tail, is that just your butt or like, do you put something on to like keep it real? <laughs> I wish I had a tail. No, I just <laughs> shake my tail feathers, but like in a dog way, not like in a twerk way, you know, where you're just like, you like know, the whole, whole, like body, the whole body wag. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just feel like we're all living a rat race and we're just uh, we're just being told to bend over and take it. I mean, we're halfway through October, so the world goes round and every day we take it. It does. It does. And I think that's the good theme for today's episode. Just take it. Just take it. <laughs> just <laughs> take no, it. There's no negotiation. There's no lube. It's always a surprise. Bend over and dry. take it. Just dry takes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So where this, where this sprouted from is we're talking about uh, how much shit you put up with in EMS and how much just goes along with it. So there's like so many things that you can't do in other jobs that fly in EMS. So that's and one of at. them <laughs> is being a poor IFT EMT. So Jesus for those Christ. of you, those of you who have not been in the field, an IFT EMT is an interfacility transfer EMT, and it is an entry level position, the lowest paid. And what they do is they take people from hospitals or nursing facilities to either hospitals or homes. So they essentially are just giving you a ride with medical personnel in them. And the rules, what's that? Whose line is it anyway? Oh. Where the rules are all made up, and the points don't matter. And the points don't matter. That is the biggest take it is number one in the IFT world is your patient can be up to 350 pounds without a lift assist. So that means you and your 18 year old partner have to somehow magically learn how to deadlift some fat ass (laughs) whose legs stopped working in 1967 and dispatch (laughs) is like, sorry, you just have to figure it out. What the fuck do you mean I have to figure it out? I'm five foot six and I lift maybe 40 pounds on a good day. (laughs) Where's the other 310 coming from? Yeah, I'll tell you that like I knew getting into EMS like as a baby, baby, like I'm just thinking about going to EMT school. 
going to EMT school, like no one warns you what IFT is or like what mm-hmm. you have to experience. Yeah. And then it's kind of like goes along with some of the jobs that like the lower you get paid, the harder you work and the less people mm-hmm. give a fuck about you. And it's like, 100%. like so degrading to work that job because mm-hmm. you're new. You don't know anything about anything, but you want to know something about something and you mm-hmm. are trying to learn, but it's like the world is shitting on you. And it's like that hashtag help is not on the way. Like no one is coming for you. Figure it the fuck out. Well, and also it's very misleading because I don't know about you, but in EMT school, like I had paramedics teaching my EMT school and they're telling me all these cool calls about 911 calls and what they get to do and their scope of practice. And, you know, oh, I had on this one 911 call, we roll up to someone's house. Never once was anyone like, hey, you will not go to 911 calls. You will go straight to IFT for a little bit of time because when I got hired, they were like, you're going to IFT. And I'm like, what's IFT? Is that 911 in like some weird code form? And they're like, no, you get the oldest ambulance in the fleet. It barely works. It has three wheels. The gas <laughs> is just like subpar and it catches fire all the time. And when that happens, you have two fire extinguishers right next to you in the crew cab. And we're going to send you to the smelliest, grossest places where they also don't have workers to lift fat, old, dying people because society has forgotten about them and you. So I really wish someone would have told me, hey, let's start with the basics. You will go to a nursing home. You will go to a hospital. You will go to someone's personal home who's dying of stage 11 cancer through the eyeball. (laughs) It's going to be terrible. And you're going to have to tell their family that you have to take them to the hospital and they're going to get lost off their hospice care. Like none of that was ever told to me. And that was the biggest take it. That's the biggest F you. Or, or the things where, like, you are taught to do the right thing. If your patient meets this parameter of vital signs, you have to upgrade. You have to upgrade. And then you oh, upgrade, yeah. and who comes in? The fire department and the fucking box medics. And what do they do? They treat you like a fucking idiot. They just say, what is it? Bend over, take it. Because no one is here. No one is coming to save you. Figure it the fuck out. It's like the theme of all IFT, yeah. like, survivalists. Um, and real quick. Yeah. When an upgrade for those of those not in EMS, so if it's a low acuity 911 call or you're going from someone's house to the hospital, they give you a basic level EMT. They know how to take vital signs. They give you oxygen. They keep you warm. To upgrade is when you actually call 911 and you get paramedics and firefighters to show up to the house. And it's called upgrading because they have a higher level of care and can do more medications and skills. For those of those listening who maybe don't know the lingo continue on but yes also if you are listening and you aren't an ems welcome we're glad to have you i'm I'm sorry we're surprising you right now because i'm sure this is some shit oh Um, yeah but yeah you're totally right it's like you get the engine medic you get the box medic and they're burnt out they've been running a bunch of calls all day you know whether it's homeless people or real medical aids or whatever it is and they're like oh bls crew upgraded like you can take vital signs you could do this you're gonna go to the same hospital we go to and then you know but it's like again that stigma it's like Mm -hmm. why can't they just come and say hey good job you're not 
correct. Like, here's why. And then just continue as a VLS level because you just get the shit scared out of you. You're like, you're a fucking 18 year old walking into a stranger's house. And they're like, I feel like I'm dying. And you're like, me too. Let's call someone because I have no (laughs) idea what the fuck is going on. You know, you're like, can you call my mom? I don't know if she knows I'm here right now. Yeah. Or like, Hey, I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah. I'm not a fucking doctor. I took one, maybe four month to six month class that told me how to take vital signs and say, am I safe or am I not safe? And you're asking me to come into your home and look at your 26 years of medical history and make an inclusive decision on that. Like who fucking came up with that idea? Yeah. Can somebody please send a grown up to help me because I am unwell and I don't think I can do this. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean like there's so many times as an IFTMT where I'm like, the vital signs are abnormal or like someone was legit dying and I was too scared to upgrade. And I was like, let's just drive faster. Let's just drive faster. We'll just figure it out later. And I literally took a respiratory arrest to a hospital and they're like, why didn't you call 911? And I was like, I was right down the street and I can do a BVM. And they're like, well, you're not wrong. And I was like, fuck, don't sue me. Don't fire me. Like I just, I was here. I'm sorry. It's not me. It's Mrs. Inglesias. Well, yeah. And it's like the person's 900 years old and their DNR is somewhere, somewhere in the abyss, you know, there, there's so many different things that like people don't talk about. And I think that something that we've covered in the podcast a lot is there is a toxicity to the like, like badassery of this career. Like we breed toxicity by like, kind of shitting on those below us and forgetting where mm-hmm. we came from and it's it is really easy to forget where you came from but it's also so mm-hmm. shitty that like like ems is one of the few careers where like you we will eat our young you know what i mean we're fucking yeah, like wildcats totally. like in the african jungle like oh you can't take it oh mom, mom, i'm not gonna help you i'm gonna fucking eat you alive and i'm gonna spit you out yeah. and then i'm gonna make fun of you about it later well yeah and like I get it. I'll be, I'll play devil's advocate for one second, but I agree with you. And that is to weed out. There are some people who are not, should not be doing the job. I get that. Just just in other, other workplaces too. There's some people who are really good at a certain job and there's other people where you're like, this is not the career for you. You should not (laughs) be here, but there's a better way to go about it. A nicer Mm -hmm. way to go about it. Like their stars will shine no matter what, or they will fucking not shine in any situation but that because we are so ruthless towards people then you feel like you're in the it crowd and that you can Mm -hmm. like hang but low-key I think this is why I have fucking like decision anxiety because you literally have so many people yelling at you all the time and you're like one I have to make the correct decision two I have to act like this doesn't scare the living shit out of me Three, I'm like, I am a female in a male-dominated career, so like, I have to do it ten times more than the person next to me because I'm not part of the good old boys club, you know? Right. And, and like, as a woman, like, let's be real. If you are assertive but too assertive, you're not assertive you're and bitch. badass. You're a bitch, exactly. Yep. And so it's like trying to tease the line of like, I'm one of the boys, but like, I'm not. Yeah, but sorry. I'm also cool. Yeah, no, it's just the weirdest thing. They just, it's just fucking with you it just it's a big old fuckery like 24 hours a day and now I'm you know in my 30s and I never ever had anxiety or second guess myself before this career and now it's like what do people 
think are my decisions going to be great? Is the doctor going to think I did this correctly? Could I have been better for the patient? And it's like, and then after the calls, you just have to keep going through that. But that's like after years of being a paramedic and doing my time as IFT and an EMT and an ALS EMT. And that's me now, even as a full adult, like, can you imagine those fucking 17 year old, 18 year olds who get on IFT who are like, essentially making the same decisions or the straight to ALS EMTs that get picked up because there is a hiring shortage and they're like, fuck, we just need bodies. Like what a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Are are you certified? And do you have a pulse? Do you have a driver's license? You have a DUI? How old is it? How old is it? Yeah. Get in. We're good. We're good. (laughs) Oh, you tried to murder someone. You were actually convicted. No, that's fine. You're, you're good. Oh, you like can't be around school children. That's fine. We only get like one piece call a day. You're fine. You just sit up front. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. put you in a district where there aren't schools. It's fine. You'll work rural. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, just like don't tell anyone your real name when they ask for a certain number. Just fucking make that yeah. shit up, you know. Or just walk away. We'll come pick you up later, <laughs> dude. I so not only do you have this decision making slash you're trying to be a real adult slash you're in a career that no one gave you information for. Let's fucking talk about the equipment. Oh, the fuck. highly <laughs> unused very complicated equipment that can make or break your week or honestly your career because everyone will always fucking remember that person in 1976 who tried to pull out a stair chair and didn't fucking know how to use the stair chair dude i actually have a good stair chair story and i was a brand new emt um for those of you who don't know a stair chair is basically like a wheelchair with like tank treads that allows you to take patients up or down stairs. But it was like they designed it halfway and then like quit halfway through. And they're like, this is good enough for government work. And, you know, it was totally, <laughs> it was totally an inside inside.gov job for sure. So oh, yeah. uh, we're, we're on this call. We're in the middle of, it's like pride week. So what is pride week known for overdoses? And so we're, it's pride week. I'm doing an ALS ride along in the middle of the night with like a, very very well seasoned medic and a very well seasoned EMT. So we're going up, and it's in this like loft apartment. We're on the third floor. This person's in respiratory arrest. They are like suicide attempt, crazy drugs. It's insane. And they're like, "Hey, bring the stair chair in." And because I'm a ride along, I'm not really allowed to touch anything. And so the EMT gets the stair chair, sets it down next to the patient. And can't pry it open, like the folding mechanism, can't pry it open, muscles it, the chair wheels come down within one centimeter of this patient's head, just like oh my god, on the ground, and everyone stopped and looked at each other like, oh, fuck. And I'll never forget that, and now I never let anyone open the stair chair near that, but that is like a a fucking archaic device. It's, It's useful, but like... If you don't know well, how to use it, you're going to be remembered. Those tank treads go down. But mm-hmm. how many times have you been like on the basement floor trying to go up and essentially you're just lifting that person? But like, why can't the treads go both ways? Whoever invented the stair chair, listen to me now. Invent the treads <laughs> to go both ways, whether it's a button to switch incline or decline or whatever the fuck it is. Please just make them go both ways. What a fucking dumb idea that you were halfway there and you were like, not good like it's got handles they can just lift the 300 person 300 pound person who's oozing over the sides and the back and like <laughs> the bar for the feet is like way fucking under i'm a flexible person i could barely put my feet under a normal chair and you want me to tie some big old tree stumps back there like <laughs> there's no fucking way or like 
skin sloughing off, you know, and then the seatbelt's like cutting into the cellulitis. Like, no, 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 no. Please, <laughs> stop, please make it better. Please stop. Like you a know, hammock there. And and I understand that that equipment is rated for like 500 pounds, but like no, also, also like Stryker, I'm going to call you out now, Stryker, the makers of the stair chair. Um, have you ever fucking seen a 500 pound person? Because let me tell you that not even one ass cheek will fit on the seat of that fucking stair chair. Okay. Oh, it may be weird for that, but I want to see the videos of them testing it on a real stair, like stair lift, you know, with, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the rated two people, one on each end or whatever. Who's two people going to fucking lift 500 pound person? God, no, no fucking way. Like that's why EMS has the most back injuries because like, it's the, I think I can, I think I can mentality. You, you fucking can't. I'm telling you right now, you (laughs) even the strongest CrossFitter person in here cannot fucking lift 500 pounds unless fucking Brian Shaw, America's like world's strongest man shows up. And even he's going to have a fucking hard time. Okay. And let's be real. Lifting up a barbell with 500 pounds is very different from lifting up a fucking person who's dead Mm -hmm. weight has geezer glitter coming off of their fucking body (laughs) and, and, and smells like Swiss cheese that got baked in fucking Arizona and then stored for the winter. Like also, Yeah, let's talk about misuse of the stair chair. Like, I went on a call where it was um, a nice house, but it's on, like, a cliff. And so, of course, the path that goes to the house actually goes around the backside of the house. And, like, that's where the grand foyer is. And there's fucking cobblestones everywhere. And it's super narrow, and there's a bunch of vegetation. So some overzealous captain gets the idea, let's get a stair chair. We'll just drag that through instead of the gurney. And I'm like, you don't even know what this person looks like. Like, why would, why are we doing this? So sure enough, we drag it back there, but it wasn't the person who lived in this home. It was a homeless person who had overdosed in the reeds below their home, like 300 feet. And they're like, yeah, let's get the stair chair down there. I'm like, this thing's not four wheel drive. Like this has the (laughs) tiniest fucking wheels. We're on cobblestones. We should get a backboard and put this person in and then slide them up like a luge, you know, we'll just tie a rope and they could do rescue pull and it'll be so much better. No, no, no. We don't take directions from a woman. We're not going to fucking do that. You're not a captain. I was yeah, like, okay, so sorry, cool. ma'am. Are I'll you just... wearing your yellow pants right now? I'm going to need yeah, you to stay in your lane. Are those on your shoulder? Because those don't fucking look like that to me. I'm a captain so anyway, EMT. So obviously I pull rank here. So I was like, cool, I'll sit right here with the stair chair. I'm not qualified to do rescues. I'm not crawling down into the lice and tick infected place. And then we get up there and he, this person has attitude with me because I essentially talked back, which I didn't. I just offered a suggestion. So I'm like, okay, I'll just man the stair chair. So I got hands on the stair chair and there's six people buckling this person in, which by the way, there's two straps. So I feel like that <laughs> math doesn't like equate. And he was like, Hey, you need to get hands on the stair chair. I'm like, my hands are currently on the stair chair. They're on the back holders that pull the stair chair. He's like, you need to be more on the stair chair. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm currently holding the stair chair. Like I can't be on it with the person. Like, I don't know what you want me to be. He just started yelling at me. And I'm like, Again, we're trying to drag this person back on a stair chair who's overdosed. They're all like hanging like this, like airway occluded, just fucking like ragdolling it. And we're dragging the stair chair over cobblestones. So it's tipping all over the place. And there's like way too many people on it. And I was like, see, this should be a video on how not to use the stair chair. Like this is not the way. And it did tip over like two or three times, but person was fucking Audi 5,000. So like no one ever said anything and then we <laughs> put him in the gurney and took him out. And I'm like, this is clearly not how we train on the stair chair. So 
deny, anyway, that's my deny, soapbox. Deny. Well, and you know what's frustrating about that equipment too is like the box personnel. Like we probably would be the most well versed on the stair chair, but yeah, we, we carry it because we carry it. But we're never going to send the most well versed person out to the ring to go get it. You're going to find the most ricky mm-hmm. person that's on that call. And you're going to send them, and the whole time they're going out to get the stair chariots, fuck, 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 what compartment is it in? Door, yeah. no, door, no, door, no. That's the ambulance. Fuck, that's the, ch- okay. <laughs> uh, that's the oxygen compartment. Uh, here's the stair chair tucked to a, to a weird corner compartment door that I didn't Where even know was there. Where there's all over it. Yeah. yeah, like the EMS people put their bags, their day bags on top of it because you never use it. They yard <laughs> sell your lunch, so there goes yeah. that. Your and- lunch is gone. Your backpack's gone. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> and then, then they bring the stair chair up and they don't understand how it was clipped in. They open it upside down. You're like, hey, numb nuts, the wheels don't go up. They go on the floor. And it's like, you know, you'll never forget watching someone. But here we go again with that toxicity. See, I can't even not shit on the new guy. <laughs> He's not even kidding. He's made up. It's fine. Well, and like, it, so they don't even really go over the stair chair and training anymore. Like when I first got hired as an IFT EMT, they made us stair chair people, like our people in our class, like four times and we got signed off on it. That way, if you ever went on a call, you wouldn't be like, how does this thing open? But now because they're just like shoving bodies in positions, they don't have enough time to like do that or they're supposed to. And I don't know who's running training and maybe they just whatever. I don't know. Or they're not paying attention, whatever the case may be it's incorrect and there's like a need (laughs) that needs to be filled yeah well and again like how many firefighters on engines are actually touching the stair chair i know out here there are a couple departments where the fire crews have told the ems workers that they will not operate the gurney or the stair chair and to i i say to that sir you weak little baby back bitch like fuck you like like oh my god i wear the yellow pants and i'm just so good i can't possibly touch a piece of ems equipment listen bitch your job is 99 percent ems you better buckle up and it's lifting they literally do lift tests all the time and they have if anyone's going to be doing it it should be them because they have the health and wellness programs to make sure they don't hurt their backs and stuff whereas like ambulance people it's bare fucking minimum you're going to the urgent care down the street that has all brand new doctors and new physicians and they're like (laughs) hey you should wear this back brace and then you go to a chiropractor and they're like that's the opposite of what you should be doing you should be like laying down and doing fucking nothing so it's just it's just terrible it, that's the shit you take is if you have faulty equipment you have equipment that was poorly designed you have people who don't know how to use it and then everyone just shits on the little emt or the ambulance <laughs> people poor little guy <laughs> let's also talk about okay just because we're on a roll but this one really grinds my gears um the traction splints specifically uh, the hair oh god um, that I, thing so many levers so many velcro straps yeah and like I get what they were doing with it, but I don't think anyone who worked on an ambulance helped make it. And you know, I'll eat my words. Please write in if you know information on the traction splint, but it just seems (laughs) poorly designed. Like you have one simple loop. I'm just laughing because there's some poor intern somewhere like my preceptor made me do a whole story on this. Click, 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 click. Here's the history of the traction split. (laughs) Honestly, I'm super into that. And I would love to read that information on here. I personally, it's been a while, so I do not know the history. But why is there one strap that's supposed to hook on your thigh fat and like go around your crotch? Like, why didn't they make it kind of like a three-point harness? Like, like a life vest or like a bungee (laughs) jumping thing, you know, so where it could actually like hold onto your hip 
And then the like, when you pull down the pounds per pressure, it's on a tiny little piece of metal that clicks in that can unclick very quickly if someone just bumps it. Like, why didn't they make it like a clip pin, like where you put the pin in so it can't like detract or do anything? Like, I don't understand who made that and why it was made in the 60s and why we haven't improved on it, you know? You know, I'll tell you, I ran a call at the border and they made a traction split out of a uh, restraint and a bottle of ammonia like a gallon bucket of pneumonia and ammonia and it worked and i didn't fucking touch it i was like traction is on that's mechanical traction looks great let's fucking go wow also was the ammonia like covered or was it just an open bucket no it was it was it was like a gallon like a, <laughs> like a like milk a jug? Car- yeah oh. like a milk jug of ammonia okay. and i was like <laughs> You just have open ammonia splashing around in your ambulance you're like, and you're all just Whoa. like dying from the fumes. <laughs> um, I did I did have a situation once and I you know now that I'm looking back, I should have made my intern do a fucking report on it. But we had a traction splint fail on us and we're on a level three at the time, so it's like just us there's no help and so we macgyvered we basically used a restraint and the end of and put the patient on a um a backboard strapped their armpits into the backboard and then put the restraint around the ankle and then through the bottom loop of the um backboard and created like mechanical traction with that yeah so i used it in a fire interview and i got the job so i guess you know i'm a macgyver or something call me i mean honestly that sounds way better than the little traction splint that fucking falls apart and slides off the hip and like not not everyone wears belt loops you know so yeah or we did one time put it into a belt loop and the belt loop rips and the patient was upset that their pants ripped and i was like (laughs) you've got bigger problems buddy tell you yeah your fucking femur looks like shit so maybe let's worry about that now yeah, well, and I think that that's also like an unused, like an un- underutilized piece of equipment because it's like a very low frequency call, um, almost as like low frequency as using the triangle bandage, <laughs> which no one oh, knows how to do right. God, that's everyone's fucking nightmare. Everyone's nightmare is the triangle bandage. Why don't we just have like, you know, the splints that they get? No, I answered my own question. There, It's cheap. Sling. It's super cheap. It's got to be like. 10 cents versus a real sling is like probably 20 bucks. I will tell you the service I currently work for full time. We have slings now, but again, like I'm so used to like pulling out the triangle bandage that I had to use it the other day and someone handed me the sling and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what do you want me to do with this? Triangle bandage. Yeah. I'm like, here, give me your bandana. I'm going to show you something cool. Yeah, that's what I was like. I used to use triangle bandages to like wrap my hair at work if I forgot a headband or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just keeps like you just wrap it up like a little hoodlum Mm -hmm. handkerchief action and you just keep your hair back and they're what they're like a dollar so it doesn't matter that's awesome i used to take the elastic off of a non-rebreather and tie it into a hair tie (laughs) oh that's a good one too yeah i used to use tourniquets the only thing is that it pulls your hair like the the rubber tourniquets for ivy's not Mm -hmm. the black combat the, tourniquet the cat obviously. tourniquet you put a ponytail and you're just like twisting it down you're like it ain't going nowhere there's no circulation I here <laughs> I don't have enough hair or i would have tried that yeah. it's all it's as tight as it gets you use the velcro to like get your wispy hairs away <laughs> totally the girl, yeah, no, the the girls tri- listening know what i'm talking about <laughs> 
Yeah, if anyone's an IFT, EMT listening or you're going into your internship, you need to spend some time on that triangle bandage because that's everyone's big old fuck you take it moment is when you finally do get like a broken arm, they're like, make the new guy do the triangle bandage. And then everyone, of course, fucking laughs at you and you can't do it. But if you were to throw it to one of them, none of them would be able to do it. So remember that. Do your triangle bandages. I'm literally imagining it now and I'm like, where does the fucky not go? Does it go in the long line after it's folded or does it go in the corner it goes in the corner of the triangle where the elbow goes and then you put both up and around the, the arm and <laughs> then it goes back and leaves it do i need a bandana yeah. we'll, you'll, we'll have to do a lesson and it, we'll put it on our instagram like here's <laughs> here's our triangle bandage lesson um and on the bandage has like a big middle finger yeah. You know, the the other piece of equipment that is not underrated, but it fucking drives me crazy is the scoop stretcher. So, it, oh, yeah, it has its fucking use, but no, and I repeat, no ambulance or fire service fucking out there has a scoop stretcher that just clips together nicely that you don't have to put this weird like inward outward pressure and and you're always like like pinching butt cheeks and heads and i know that's the biggest thing is you pinch the patient even though it's supposed to be like helpful but it's cold you like have to pad the shit out of it because it's just metal pinchers Mm -hmm. and the clips are always rusted and like they don't even have a real button on it you're like shoving your finger in the hole (laughs) trying to push it oh (laughs) <laughs> and uh there's our, there's and our first just, reference <laughs> yeah and you just like you can't ever get it and then you're like okay someone has to place weight on this angle and then i have to put weight on this angle so it can magically match up and then come apart and then you get to the hospital and they don't know how to fucking open it either and then of course everyone leaves you and you're just like okay i guess we'll just like try and skedaddle this person out of it and they're just rusted and old like yeah. why don't they have wd-40 on them or like bigger buttons you know i don't know and and again it it's it's just like the fucking stair chair it was like partially designed and then they quit designing it like there Mm -hmm. there has to be a better method maybe that's where we make our money it's not in the podcast it's in redesigning this equipment (laughs) i'm just gonna go to striker and shit on all of their gear like physically (laughs) not 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 verbally yeah and we're Um, back to they have yeah, we're always back to poop. Um, they're always at like conferences and stuff, and so I like to go up and like start fucking with their equipment and tell them what I like and don't like about it. And they're like, "Oh, are you like a manager? You purchase stuff?" And I'm like, "No, God, no! I'm just telling you that this is the shit." <laughs> <laughs> or I like this and I don't like this, or like, but I'll tell them like I'll be nice with them. I'm like, "Hey, I'm not here to buy anything. I just want to tell you my input." <laughs> and they're like, ah, "Leave! You're scaring my customers away." Yeah, thanks. Mm. No, just go away. Thanks. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> you've been banned you're on our watch list <laughs> they, they actually have a security guard like meet you at the door they're like her get her out get her yeah, out her. of here she's gotta go she can't That's be here it. i can't i can't take it get her out of here you're yeah, like screaming totally. like i will be heard yeah <laughs> you will heal me strike this striker <laughs> side-on bonuses are another thing that are bullshit because they tell you like it's x amount of dollars and then you get a third of it because Mm -hmm. of taxes and then they like split it up in weird increments like oh you get half now and then five years from now you get the other half and you're like well if i would fucking knew that when i signed up i wouldn't stay at this godforsaken place for five years or whatever long it is you know but then you know 10 years later you're still there and you're like i should have fucking taken the bonus Yeah, or, like, they have higher bonuses now, and I'm like, can I re-sign on for, like, 10 more years? Like, just yeah. to solidify and get that money, but... 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is, like, as much as we're bitching about, like, everyone working overtime and stuff, like, it does go away, and then people are, like, fucking hungry for it. And I feel like... Oh, yeah, like people who, like, live on it. Right. And yeah. so, in a way, like, I feel like these ambulance companies are, like, drug dealers. They're like, all right, <laughs> come get your overtime. And then they're like, but we're going to take it away. And then they'll slowly give it back. Like, oh, your first one's free. First sample's free. Like, blow it up your nose. It'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. So, totally. uh, they're definitely run by smarter people than me. Anyway, I know we took a really weird rant from from being an EMT getting shit on to, you know, like, it's all about mental health it. and well, shit. Well, we started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> you know, we started, bottom, like, we here. the bottom, IFT, then the shitty equipment, then the environment and the toxicity. And then now we're just rounding it up with, like, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> I so quit your job. Let's go yeah. back to quitting the job. What's your backup job? <laughs> oh, God, here we go. My new backup job is uh, I'm going to personally attack dispatchers. Nope, that's for next week. <laughs> uh, um, I think that's what we should do. Every week we just come up with a new like backup job. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Um, um, I really want to go work for Edison checking like telephone poles and stuff like that because you get paid like six figures a year you have crazy good health insurance you have a pension and if you get you know struck by electricity through the pole they like take care of your family so you're a call medicine i'm gonna be a lineman that's perfect i think uh my next one's gonna be like dog walker because i just really want to pet all of Damn. the dogs yeah all the shoot dogs. i never mind i take it back i want to work at my dog's daycare because all <laughs> i do is pet dogs and give treats and hang out all day see it's it we've got it figured out we don't need anything else mike They're the real saints yeah mic drop we don't need it <laughs> i don't need this job um thank you guys for listening i know we took a couple weeks off uh that's just how life is don't come at me you don't pay for this podcast i do <laughs> just kidding we appreciate you please please continue listen listening. listen follow otherwise we're talking into the abyss my husband won't listen to me, so I have to talk to a podcast. So <laughs> just kidding, babe. Just kidding, babe. I know you listen. I know you listen. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you give us a like, a follow, and subscribe. Our Instagram is at reporting underscore party. And uh, you can find us on Spotify. And OnlyFans. OnlyFans, Apple, iTunes. Um, and make sure you tune in next time, whenever that may be. And, uh, I don't know, tip your bartender. Get our shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.